Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. It's time for the Roundtable with Round Daddy. Hey, Round Daddy. The Roundtable with Round Daddy. Me, James Strebel, Big Daddy. With your host, James Strebel. Hey, Round Daddy, James Strebel. Gotcha. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. Liam and I are 100%. I know a lot of people want to act like we're not, but I mean, Liam and I are 100% on the same page at all times. And and Liam has complete autonomy here. I think that's what he likes about that. So there's no Mark Stoops taking off the gas or doing anything. I mean, Liam, and Liam likes that. If you're, if you're a competitive person, if you're a good coordinator, you want full control. And, and Liam has full control of, of the offense, full autonomy. Welcome into the roundtable here on ESPN 680 and 1057. I'm James Strebel. James Black is here with me today. I'm James. That's right, and he's here. He's ready to go. We actually we're we're, we're dressed very similarly uh, today. He's got a red <laughs> a red Puma hoodie. I have Puma. I have black Puma yeah. shoes on, but I am wearing a, a, a black t shirt and red shorts. I played I played volleyball today, James. How about that? Yes, and it's a black and red shirt. It is a black and red shirt, red shorts. I do look like L one C four C four C four L one C four Mark Blankenbaker is what I look like. All right, here we go. Uh, let's go ahead and do the damn thing. You all know what it's about today. Liam Cohen exits uh, his position as offensive coordinator. We're going to dive into that first segment. We have Adam Luckett from KSR. He'll join us at three thirty uh, to discuss, you know, the fallout uh, names Mark Stoops may be looking at. It's a big recruiting weekend for Kentucky. Is there going to be anybody going into the transfer portal? I mean, Brock Vandegrift. Uh, uh, there's there's a, a litany of guys. That came here for Liam Cohen. We'll discuss that. All kinds of rumors surrounding surrounding Kentucky basketball and DJ Wagner right now. I, I want to address that. Uh, probably do that. Uh, you know, end of the three thirty hour, depending on how long Max Godby, who will be in here with me in a little bit, uh, and I spend with you know uh, David, uh, not David Cobb. Uh, he'll be here at four thirty. We have David Cobb from CBS at four thirty to discuss all the big games over the weekend. Uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, primarily part of that. But, you know, who is going to be available uh, for Kentucky when they play Tennessee, when they're number five here uh, on Saturday. So a lot to dive into. And uh, before we do all that, I can't be I'd be remiss 
if I didn't start the show off with uh, just the sad news, I, I found this out coming into the show. Uh, Carl Weathers, uh, iconic movie roles, Apollo Creed uh, from the Rocky movies, Rocky 1 through 4. Um, then you had, he played Dylan on Predator, and then Chubbs Peterson uh, in, in, in Happy Gilmore, among other things. Action Jackson, a great 80s uh, cheesy action flick. He was in that. He's in those uh, Rob Grant. Kowski field goal commercials right now leading up to the Super Bowl. He has passed away, so that really sucks. Big, big Carl Weathers fan. Uh, growing up, watching him in the Rocky movies, Predator, uh, always played, you know, a, kind of like a tough guy uh, type character, except for in Happy Gilmore. He kind of <laughs> he kind of played a different role, but really sucks that, that he's passed. Uh, you know, he'll be giving St. Peter that, that big, powerful handshake when he gave Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator once he gets to the pearly gate. So, R.I.P. Carl Weathers is in the Mandalorian. I, I can't forget he, he played a major role in the Mandalorian. So, uh, uh, you know, RIP uh, Carl Weathers. So, all right, let's go ahead and jump into it. Everybody wants to talk about it. Liam Cohen. What's what, what text, text line starting off start no on fire? Well, I'm sure it is. 437 UPS Jobs text line. Uh, text line is James Whispers in my ear starting off on fire. Oh, I have no doubt the text line is going to be fire. <laughs> All day today, we'll be there uh, talking about that uh, texture. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of stuff that went on KSR today. I heard, so yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll talk we'll talk about all of it. All right, so let's talk Liam Cohen. So look, this this comes as no surprise. I mean, we we talked about this yesterday um, on the show with with Phil Baker and the rumors were that Liam Cohen was going to interview for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers job yesterday. Obviously, he has those ties to Baker Mayfield. He he he, he was his offensive coordinator for a little while uh, when Baker Mayfield went from the Panthers to the Rams for a short stint there last season. And look, I mean, Baker Mayfield won a division uh, with the Bucs. Uh, he also uh, you know was in the playoffs with the Buccaneers as well. Won a game, beat the Eagles, uh, put up a good fight, you know, against against Green Bay. So all signs point that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will re-sign Baker Mayfield. We were talking to Andy Sweeney about that a little bit yesterday about how he'll he'll be a free agent uh, in March. So they'll re-sign him. But Baker Mayfield had some input. He didn't make the hire. He didn't, you know, he but he had input. Like if hey, if you want to keep me around, uh, I, you know, I want somebody that I've worked with in the past. And you know, Liam Cohen's name was thrown out there and he gets the job and again it's no surprise look Liam Cohen Cohen is such a great fit it just feels like he's been there Oh man, yeah. I mean, there's there's sound of of, of Anna Trullo. God bless her. She's a good thing she's not in here today, or she'd be catching all kinds of hell on the text line. I mean, big Liam Cohen fan. She was look. She was locked in and loaded and ready to go for Liam Cohen year two point oh three, whatever you want to call it uh, this year. Uh, but Liam Cohen's gone, and it, it was very clear in the off season. That Liam Cohen didn't want to be here. And I understand the narrative of, well, he really wanted to be in the NFL. He really wanted to be in the NFL. And, and, and that's, that was his number one choice. That, that Make no mistake about it. It was his number one choice was to be in the NFL. But his name was also floated around for other college coaching jobs. It was floated around for the Ohio State offensive coordinator. It was floated around for Boston College as well. I know he's from that area. He's from up east, northeast. I get all of it. 
He did not want to be in Lexington. He didn't. In spite of all of what he said about he wants to, you know, plant roots here and he wants to be here, you know, for at least two, three years and, you know, his family's here and this, that and the other, he bounced. And it's a bad look, not only for him, uh, he's going to become one of those guys that Kentucky fans will probably root against in the NFL. So (laughs) unless you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, if you're a Kentucky fan, my money's on. Kentucky fans are going to boo and cheer against the Buccaneers any chance they get because of Liam Cohen. And look, coaches are two faced. We know that. That's not surprising. We know coaches promise and they say things and they love this place and they love that place and their family loves it and their little kids go to school here and this, that, and the other. It's all BS. It's all BS. You can't trust any of those dudes. And that's that's the number one thing I've learned doing sports talk radio here for the last few years is that coaches are the most untrustworthy people uh, other than politicians. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like very comfortable in saying that. And so Liam Cohen's gone. And Andy predicted the pivot yesterday, and I called him uh, via text. You'll like this, James. I called him the uh, sports radio groundhog because, <laughs> because <laughs> you like that uh, because he he was you know, he came out here yesterday and he said he said look he said what'll happen is it already started to happen a little bit was once Liam Cohen bounces the narrative from oh he's this offensive genius. All of the quarterbacks want to play for him. He's going to get player X, player Y, and player Z. And maybe he did. I mean, he got Devin Leary to, to, to play here. Uh, Brock Vandergriff, uh, he came here because of Liam Cohen. Cutter Bowley, uh, Stone Saunders. All of those quarterbacks were very upfront, saying one of the big reasons they chose Kentucky was because of the tutelage of Liam Cohen. And now that Liam Cohen is gone, the narratives have changed, you know, from from what a lot of us has been saying. I want to be very clear on this. While I was excited about Liam Cohen 2.0, he underperformed this season. He really did. He wasn't very good. And, you know, other radio shows tried to throw Devin Leary under the bus, but that was his handpicked guy. It was it was made such a big deal. When Devin Leary committed, it was like, well, he, he's, he's the best quarterback in the transfer portal. He came here because of Liam Cohen. Liam Cohen got the best. Without Liam Cohen as a coordinator, Devin Leary would not have been here. And that's true. I'm not saying it's not true. But to blame Devin Leary for the, the struggles and the woes of the offense, he wasn't the only reason, man. It wasn't just because of him. You know, we, we talked about how... Kentucky coaches halfway through the season, more than halfway through the season. Well, uh, uh, maybe we should have been playing more like he played at NC State. Maybe he fit that better than the pro style. It's like, yeah, no duh. Like we, 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 we that was very apparent. That was on Liam Cohen. So I'm not. I'm. I, I was impressed with Liam Cohen his first run. Obviously, Kentucky wins 10, 10 games that season. But look at what was around him too. He had the big blue wall fully intact. The last time it was fully intact. He had a Chris Rodriguez player that wasn't in trouble and played all the games and was set to break Benny Snell's rushing record at Kentucky had he not been a bonehead and got caught getting in trouble and got suspended for, you know, the first, what, four games of that season, whatever it was. He had Wandell Robinson. And look, Will Levis looks like he's going to be a pretty decent NFL quarterback. 
But Andy Sweeney, one of the main things he said when he was here, how many games have we seen Liam Cohen coach a Will Levis or Devin Leary Well, they throw for under 150 yards? We saw a number of those games. So while it is true, it's puzzling as to why Liam Cohen was such a hot commodity (laughs) in the coaching market. That wasn't the narrative when he was hired again. The narrative when he was hired again was this dude's a beast. He's going to revolutionize Kentucky's offense once again, and Kentucky's going to win 9-10 games. None of that happened. It was a methodical offense. It looked like an Eddie Grant offense. It wasn't exciting. The receivers weren't very good for most of the season. Devin Leary was a mess. The running game was a mess. It was inconsistent at best. It was one of the slowest offenses in the country. All of that is true. And Liam Cohen's to blame for that. He's also to blame for leaving. But you can't discuss Liam Cohen without discussing his boss, Mark Stoops. Liam and I are 100% on the same page at all. And we're going to, yeah, we're going to, yeah, we're going to play that entire sound here in just a moment. Mark Stoops, this is his seventh offensive coordinator in 11 seasons at Kentucky. His seventh offensive coordinator in 11 seasons at Kentucky. Neil Brown left for another job. He left for the head uh, coaching job at Troy. Shane and Dawson got let go. Eddie Grant got let go. Liam Cohen left. Rich Gangarello got let go. Liam Cohen came back. He left again. So now we're dealing with another offensive coordinator. Hire for Mark Stoops. And the narrative of the common denominator, you have to look at that. How much different has the offense looked? through all of those guys spoiler alert not much not much they've had a variety of different quarterbacks with different strengths they've had a variety of running backs with different strengths they've had good wide receivers not that many good wide receivers but they've had a few good wide receivers but it always looks the same slow methodical control the clock don't spread the field You can't tell me every single offensive coordinator has the exact same plan. It never has it changed up. It's always looked the same. So when when Mark Stoops goes and talks to BBN tonight, interviewed by Maggie Davis, great question by Maggie Davis, great interview. Let's listen to it and see what he says. Wolford's rehiring is still contingent on the satisfaction of the university's pre-employment screenings and other due diligence, dotting I's, crossing T's, but he's certainly familiar with the position itself. Wolford was here for one season, of course, back in 2021 before leaving for that same position at Alabama. That's where he's been for the past two years. But Mark Stoops and Eric Wolford go back much farther than that. The Youngstown natives were on staff together at South Florida in the early 90s. They were roommates and they were co-workers on and off the field. Stoops told me they both used to work construction jobs at night just to make ends meet. And that history helps when you have a difference of opinion like these two seem to have on Wolford's initial exit from Lexington. 
Well, sometimes you just got to let people from Youngstown sort things out their own way, you know. So we had to we had to grind things out a little bit between us. Um, I'm joking, but uh, you know, I'm very excited to have Eric back. I think the last time when he left, I mean, anytime somebody leaves your program, there's always a a bit of of a hurt or regret or you know whatever you want to call it, especially when somebody's only there a short period of time. I've learned things. Since Eric's left, about uh, that transition, there's things I could have done better. There's things he could have done better. I think both of us understand that. The big thing is, is in our business, there's no room for being sensitive. You know, there's just, you know, you got to have thick skin. Uh, you can't be sensitive. You have to do what's right at all times. Ultimately, you have to make tough decisions sometimes. And I think. Um, you know, that separation was difficult on some people, including me. But you learn things. And I'm sure there's things that he would tell you that, that, he, that he could, if he could change, he would, you know, about the separation. Uh, the bottom line is that he's one heck of a football coach. And I know what he can do. I know how he can help this program. And ultimately, that's very important. All right, that was uh, <laughs> that's okay. It's a Wolford sound, but uh, James, go ahead and play the Liam Cohen sound. No big, he's a little shorter, so it won't be as long. Uh, go ahead and play that uh, whenever you're ready. Okay, here's the here's what he says about Liam Cohen and how much control he has. Liam and I are a hundred percent. I know a lot of people want to act like we're not, but I mean, Liam and I are a hundred percent on the same page at all times. And and Liam has complete autonomy here. I think that's what he likes about that. So there's no Mark Stoops taking off the gas or doing anything. I mean, Liam and Liam likes that. If you're if you're a competitive person, if you're a good coordinator, you want full control. And and Liam has full control of, of the offense, full autonomy. All right, so there it is, okay? So Liam has full control of the offense. He likes it here. That's what he wants. He likes it so much, he bounced. And he was he was telling everybody involved that had a job opening, hey, look at me, look at me over here. How about me, Liam Cohen, right here, raising my hand, waving my hands in the air. So, I, like, I don't, again, I don't believe anything Mark Stoops just said. Yeah, he said same page. Yeah, he said we're on the same page. We're on the same page so much that Liam Cohen bounced. And again, you can't tell me it's just NFL. He tried to get coaching jobs in college, too. So I don't want to hear the, oh, he just wanted, I believe the NFL is part of it. I, but, but my question earlier today was, how much? What was it more? Was it more he wanted the NFL? Was it more he wanted out of Lexington because, A, he didn't work well with Mark Stoops, or B, he saw the writing on the wall when it comes to the SEC and the schedule that's coming. And this is the other part of it, too. And this is the elephant in the room. Mark Stoops tried to leave everybody. He did. He was set to take that Texas A&M job. I don't care what other voices say. He didn't just come back to Kentucky just because he loves it so much. He had to wait till 1 a.m. To, to, to tell everybody that he's coming back to Kentucky. No, it was shut down. He was set to take that job. He was set to take the job, and he, it was shut down by the Board of Regents. That's what happened. Anyone else that says anything different is either misinformed or they're flat-out lying. We can say that with confidence. That's silly talk. So if you try to leave, then Cohen's like, all right, how serious are you about being here? Because he had discussions. Look, he was having discussions with all these dudes. There's a lot of tentacles to this. The timing's terrible. Absolutely terrible. 
There's a big recruiting weekend coming up, which I want to ask Adam Luckett about here in a few minutes. We're going to take a break here in about two minutes. I'll read some text and we'll take a break because I want to get as much time with Adam as I can. But make no mistake about it. The offensive coordinator job at Kentucky has been a revolving door. There's a reason for that. They've been steady at defensive coordinator. They've been steady with the recruiting coordinator and Vince Merrow. They've been steady at different places all over the field. They just fired their offensive coordinator or their uh, offensive line coach. Other than that, they've been pretty steady there, except for when Wolford left the first time. They've had a steady. Everything's been steady except for that one position. That wide receivers, quarterback coaches, all of the turnover is offensive related, and there is a reason for that. You cannot ignore it. There is culpability here with Stoops. He has a game plan. He has a philosophy. All coaches have a philosophy. Has Stoops finally learned his lesson? I don't know. We'll see with the next hire. There's been some names throw out, and some of them are silly. Like, I'll knock Louisville fans when they say, you know, we want Eric Musselman, and we want Mick Cronin, and we want this, that, and the other. I've heard Tommy Reese. I've heard uh, your boy Will Stein. I've heard Jeff, uh, not Jeff Brom, Brian Brom. None of those names are serious. (laughs) I'm sorry. They're not serious. They're not. If they hire one of those dudes, I'll, I'll be the first to say I'm wrong. I'd love every single one of those hires. But you think Will Stein wants to leave Arizona? Or it's not Arizona, Oregon? Where he, he was like a, a, a hair a hair's, a hair's apart from the, the college football playoff? He's got a great young coach. They get transfer portal dudes, talent out the nose, all the money in the world with Phil Knight. You think Brad Brom's going to leave his brother? Jeff Brom for Kentucky? Tommy Reese is just Nick Saban's coordinator. Maybe he will. Eric Wolford left Alabama for for Kentucky. Maybe Tommy Reese. Out of the three of them, he or, uh, yeah, out of the three of them, he's the he's the one I would believe the most. I don't believe Will Stein. I don't believe Brian Brom. I believe Brian Brom the least out of all of them. Brian Brom will be an offensive coordinator at another college some at some point in the near future. It ain't going to be Kentucky. I, I'll tell you that much. That that's just silly talk. All right, let's do some text here and take a break uh, and get Adam Luckett. Texter, uh, Louisville fans experienced the same uh, experience that was sat and the relationship with the fans was never the same. I think things are trending in that way. Uh, Texter, it's Groundhog Day. Yeah, <laughs> both figuratively and, <laughs> and literally. Uh, Texter, it's only a bad look through the eyes of UK fans. Everybody else gets it. It's a bad look because of the timing. I'm not saying I don't get it. It's a bad look because of the timing. Like, it's late in the game. Texture, Eddie Grant or Art Bryles? <laughs> Neither. There, there will be a full-scale revolt if, if it's Eddie Grant. Full-scale revolt. Texture, Kenny's opted out of recruiting. You're good, Mark. <laughs> Texture, Jones said Brian Brom or Will Stein will on, on the list of the presidents. They might be on the list, but they ain't coming here. <laughs> that's, that's Yeah, they may be on the list. Like I'm sure Josh Hurd has a list, too. And uh, oh, uh, Jay Wright's probably on the list, but he ain't coming to Louisville. Uh, <laughs> Texture, visited my older brother and sister back in the late 80s in L.A. I remember going to the movies to see Rocky Three or Four, I believe, and coming out of the theater, Carl Weathers was behind me had to do a double take and he smiled like yes it's me lol from all i've heard from different people uh he seems like he was just like the best dude 
Like, it really sucks that Carl Weathers passed. Texter Brian is already an OC at a better job. <laughs> already an OC at a better job. I'd pipe down on the better job. Uh, Texter said this on X. The turnover rate of the Kentucky football offensive coordinator position rivals the turnover rate of the defense against the dark arts position at Hogwarts. That's a good joke. <laughs> that's a that's a great Harry Potter joke. I, I, yes, absolutely. Uh, Texter OC, he was tired of having to recruit his roster every single year. The Boston College head coach quit uh to be a uh, dc in the nfl this is going to be a trend in the nil era i disagree because he tried to get other college jobs if he's so tired of that he, he tried to put his name in for the boston college job and the ohio state co- uh, job uh last one texture do you think the uk coaches are scared of brahm i feel like that's why saban hung it up <laughs> no all right let's go ahead and take this a break the last text texture said patrino for our friends oh patrino <laughs> <laughs> he's happy. Look, he's look. He's an, he's setting himself up to be the head coach at Arkansas. Once Sam Pittman gets fired, you better believe old Bobby Point. Bobby, they're going to get their own dose of Bobby Petrino 2.0 in Fayetteville, and I'm here for it. All right, let's take a break. Uh, Max Godby is here. We'll call Adam Luckett uh, from KSR. We'll talk to him about all this and more DJ Wagner stuff at 4 o'clock. DJ Wagner stuff at 4 o'clock. Uh, hey, guys, erectile dysfunction is something that millions of men across the country deal with. Uh, it's not It's not something that's, you know, that's odd or, or strange or, or weird. Uh, plenty of guys suffer for, from it, okay? And it, it does age isn't, isn't, you know, necessarily a catalyst for that. You can be in your 20s. You can be in your 30s and suffer from ED. But luckily for you... There's a place to go that's going to help. And then at Tri-State Men's Health, their treatments work when the pills or the herbals fail, okay? If you're losing your your, your mojo in the bedroom, uh, your spouse or significant other, that the relationship's a little strained because, look, the intimacy lacks, the relationship's strained. It, 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 it does. It's an important part of relationship. It is. Um, and, and it, you know, we all understand that. And, and your partner, uh, she will definitely be happy that you want to reach out for help and fix the problem. There's no shame in it. There is no stigma attached to it. It's normal, and we can help you out at Tri-State Men's Health. There's four locations, Cincinnati, Louisville, Dayton, and Columbus, Ohio. Schedule a consult with a a medical consultant, a licensed medical provider, and it's a $99 visit. Now, if you get a test dose in the office and it doesn't work, that $99 fee is waived, and you go home not owing any money, but it has a success rate well over 90%. It can get you ready to go that day and get this, guys. You can last up to an hour or more. You'll be performing like you never have before, and Valentine's Day is right around the corner. What better gift to give your significant other than a visit from Tri-State Men's Health to fix your ED issue? Call them today, 800-900-9654, or visit tristatemenshealth.com. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.
You're listening to the Roundtable with Round Daddy. Now here's Round Daddy, James Striebel. All right, back on the show. Hey, thanks to George and the Beer Nose team for bringing lunch by the uh, ESPN studios today. Delicious pizza, Beer Nose, has you covered for the big games this weekend. Lots of basketball upcoming. Your spot before, after events or concerts at the KFC Yum Center. Downtown Beer Nose, now on market is open at 301 West Market, just a block from the KSC Yum Center and right next to the Kentucky International Convention Center. Don't forget about the heart-shaped pizzas now through February 14th. Yes, that good. Bear Nose Pizza, and uh, that's usually a staple at our house. We always get the, the heart-shaped pizzas. Max, God being here, I'm going to go ahead and bring in our friend Adam Luckett. Get the segment going with him from KSR. Adam, uh, how you doing? I'm sure you've been super busy today. What's going on, my friend? Happy Groundhog Day, man. <laughs> yeah, happy Groundhog's Day indeed. We've been here before. Say hello, Max. How are you? What's going on, everybody? Hey, How Max Gobby, former offensive lineman in the UK, joining us today as well. I know he has plenty of thoughts on this. Well, let's go ahead and dive into it, Adam. Um, I started the show out with this thought. I want to see how uh, on, on page with it you are. I mean, it's not surprising. And Liam Cohen has been, you know, while it is sad and it sucks and, and we're all a little upset about it, it's not surprising. It seemed like any job that was open either collegiately or in the NFL, he was throwing his name out there. Uh, so really, uh, I don't know what you've been hearing but but what's the reaction been in lexington around the football program yeah i definitely think there's a track record here building with liam cohen and just three years in a row where it's um leaving after one year somewhere uh you know with the rams at first but then jumping around here um, again he definitely wanted his name out there for whatever reason and so um he's gone i definitely think there's some frustration over there in that football facility about how this shook out, um, why he left, when he left. I think there's definitely some frustration with that, and this is the second time where he's kind of left them really late in the process. Um, college coaching, most of those hires really have all been made. Um, mm-hmm. Most of those are made you know, early January-ish, December-ish, um, and now it's February, and you're going to have to make some calls and try to go find an offensive coordinator. Um, and it was kind of similar to the last time where he left – um, right after the Super Bowl, but this one, this situation is a little different because it's not necessarily um, a big time can't miss. I think opportunity for Cohen. I mean, the Bucks they have made the playoffs a couple of years, but they're um, in QB purgatory a little bit. Baker Mayfield had a good year, but it's not necessarily um, a situation that's got a lot of stability um, down there. So it's an interesting move by Cohen, and I think overall that the, the word I would put at it is frustration i think people are frustrated about it absolutely adam luckett here with us ksr uh go check it out on he's been working the message boards over there as well uh adam uh i I guess the question for me has been this uh what what's 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 more of the case here liam cohen wanted out of lexington or liam cohen wanted into the nfl Uh, that's a great question uh I'm not sure, to be honest. I think, I think a lot of people want to compare it. Like, say, if Stoops didn't talk to A and L, a lot of people want to say that's why he left, right? That Stoops talked to A and L, and that maybe right. had him looking around. I think if that never happens, I still think he probably leaves. Um, I think he was of the mindset that this was a pit stop to get back to the NFL to be an NFL play caller, and so that that opportunity came. I'm not. I think that's why he ultimately left. 
Um, but I definitely think there are some signs there that the house might be, I don't know if on fire is the right term, but it definitely seems like people are looking around trying to get out. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 how much of that does go back to the AM stuff, Adam? I, I mean, that's, that's the, to me, that's the elephant in the room with all of this. I mean, Mark Stoops, and look, I, I, I you and I talked about this back when it happened. And, and I, I'm not one that believes that Stoops just stayed in Kentucky from the good, out of the goodness of his heart because he loves Lexington so much. I, you know, I, I've, I've said that since the Monday after all this happened. Um, but with with the you know Stoops looking for a way out, and you know Adam Luckett's like, hey, you know, I I, I mean I, Adam Luckett, sorry, Liam Cohen's like, hey, you know, if, if if this guy's trying to leave, maybe I need to get out too because the schedule is getting more difficult, the SEC uh, paradigm is shifting. Um, it just it, it just seems things are very unsteady everywhere right now. Yeah, I think that's a fair assumption. I mean, just look up the current landscape of college athletics and everything's a big chaotic mess without any leadership right now so just that in general the calendar is a mess um it's really messy and i think you you also have to look at it this way too i think Uh, cohen this is two years in a row where maybe things didn't go real great for him right yeah Um, the rams fall apart and so he moved he moves on from the rams comes back to kentucky um, expectations were really high for him at Kentucky, and he came up short of those expectations. They went out and got a transfer portal quarterback. Uh, it didn't work out too well. There was mentions towards the end of the season that leadership um, was a problem on offense. Um, the offensive line was still an issue for the team. And so maybe it was a situation for him where he still wants to move up, and maybe he's mm-hmm. trying to get himself in a better situation. Um, maybe yeah. it was a thing where he – he didn't love the fit the second time around as much as I guess maybe he loved the fit the first time around. Hmm. And so for him, he's just trying to stay fresh and uh, start somewhere else. But um, at the end of the day, you know, that he does have a track record. And so I don't think you can be super shocked that he um, left. I know a lot of people are throwing around like set roots here quotes and all of this, but, but the goal or the end game was for him, I think was always to get back in the NFL. Kentucky was just, under the impression that he would stay two to three years before doing that. Um, and he's decided that he's ready to get out again after one year. Yeah, no, I, it, that, that's, I think that was the, again, it's not surprising, but what, what really sticks in everyone's crawl is the fact that he made those comments. And, and, you know, I said this beginning of the show too, I, like, Outside of politicians, uh, college uh, football and basketball coaches are the, are the least trustworthy people out there. And <laughs> like, you can't believe anything they say. Uh, a few more for you here, Adam. Appreciate the time. I know there's a big recruiting weekend this uh, coming up. I mean, starting today. Uh, and Liam Cohen had a lot of these guys come in. I mean, Stone Saunders, Cutter Bowley. Uh, and we'll get to the transfer portal guys here in just a moment. Um, but, you know, h- how much does this hurt Kentucky recruiting? I know he was recruiting as, as, as early as, you know, Know, this week, last week, he was on planes recruiting. How much is this going to ding Kentucky in the recruiting uh, game here? I think in the short term, as when you look at this weekend, I think they're going to be fine. It's going to have to be something they're going to have to battle and explain to the recruits that are on campus. But I don't think it'll be an overall big deal. Um, a lot of these guys on campus were Vince Merrill type guys. And so mm-hmm. as long as he's here, I think they're going to be fine from a recruiting aspect. I think long-term, the the worry is the high school quarterback recruiting. That's been a struggle for Kentucky. Yep, um, It's been documented. Um, Cohen had kind of come in and fixed it. He'd been the first one to really have some success here doing that. 
um, when he got back last year. And so that's, I think, the concern moving forward. You have to get someone who can come in and have some success doing that. That's going to be pivotal. The quarterback coach has to recruit the quarterbacks. And so that's going to be the next person's job. Um, that's, that's going to be a big box they need to check. I think Rich Gangarello didn't really check it when he hired – when Stoops hired him. I think when he makes this next hire, they have to make sure that that – that that next coach can check that box when it comes to the transfer portal guys it seems like brock vandegrift is locked in i know he and his father uh have already made some comments that you know saying we're, we're committed we're sticking here uh you know wishing liam cohen well but they're staying at kentucky uh do you feel that way about uh like uh, like macklin for instance i mean he's a big uh wide receiver uh get for kentucky uh, uh you know the running back um coming out of ohio state i mean are, or do you feel like all those guys are solid offensive linemen coming in as well uh uh, new offensive line uh, coach. Uh, do you feel like we'll see more transfer portal or like transfer portal a second wave of guys leaving Kentucky? Yeah, I think you're going to see Kentucky have a second wave, but some of that is just going to be due to the roster attrition they needed, or they need, excuse me, to get to that 85 scholarship number and then to add some more pieces in that spring window. I think from a talent re- retention standpoint. Um, they're going to be fine. Um, Vince Merrill, again, got a lot of these guys there. Like Chip, Chip Trainum's here mainly because Vince Merrill was his recruiter. Okay. And so I think they're going to be able to keep him. I think you still have to remember Kentucky still is in SC, they're in the SEC. It's an opportunity to play in the SEC. So Macklin and Brock Vandegrift, that, that's still going to weigh highly on them, I think. I think that's going to be something they revisit. But I don't expect it to be just a barrage of players leaving or guys that are supposed to play big roles on this team i don't i don't expect them to lose a lot there might be one or two mm-hmm. but I, I think they'll be able to keep this this team together and this core together um, now the new offense coordinator whoever that is is going to get a dress rehearsal essentially with these guys early in the spring and as long as um it's not a total dud or as long as they hit it off at some point i think they'll be fine there from a talent retention standpoint all right last one for you adam luck at ksr very much appreciate your time again i know you're busy today when this news hits it gets frantic on those message boards uh on the internet blogs radio spots all that stuff all right uh, are there any names out there that that have been thrown around i know i've heard brian brom i've heard will stein i've heard tommy reese uh realistically what 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 kind of names are out there as you said it's late in the game not the most optimal time on a recruiting standpoint and from a coaching standpoint right yeah Brom and Stein I think are going to be two of the more popular ones here just basically the connection with Louisville but I don't expect either of those to happen I think Tommy Reese they have a shot at that Um, so he's going to be a name to watch I think Joe Moorhead who's been involved in searches before Kentucky I could see that developing um and then there's some guys like like that college-wise. But I think the thing to watch, what I think is going to happen, I really do think college and Power 5 or Power Conference experience is going to be really important here. I think they have to get a guy who knows what he's stepping into uh, with how the sport is set up. So I think what you're going to see is Stoops hire a guy that's from college football, not necessarily like the last two hires from the NFL with mm-hmm. limited college football experience one one more just real quick because you just made me think of something i mean what does philosophy have to do with this like what how does philosophy go into this i mean i I said this earlier they've he's had so many offensive coordinators neil brown shannon dawson eddie grand liam cohen twice rich scangarillo you know all these guys all these different guys but it always looks the same the offense always looks the same 
Is Stoops going to have a philosophy battle on his hands when he starts talking to these guys? Because if it's real or not, the perception is out there that Mark Stoops holds the offense back. Yeah, I think when if we were going to do a mock interview, um, and it you know it turns to do you have any questions for me to the interviewee, he's going to turn around and ask Stoops some probably hard questions about how much control do we have, how much yada 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 do I have over the offense? That's something um, he's going to want to answer. Now I think for Kentucky they're going to run an offense that involves the tight ends. They got a lot of tight ends, so. Any coordinator that doesn't use tight ends is going to be a non-starter here. I think it's going to be an offense that prioritizes running the football. Mark Stoops just made it very clear he wants to run the football, and it's not going to be a super spread NASCAR tempo offense. So there's some guys you could check off of that. But I think, you know, he's open to letting the offensive coordinator try to do things a certain way, whether it's not huddling like they did with Eddie Grant and mixing in some tempo or whether it's straight-up old-school huddle um, back back to the defense under center play action passing game like they did with Liam Cohen and Rich Gangarello. I think he's going to be open to suggestions. I think he liked doing the Shanahan-McVay thing, um, but it's been three years and it's not really working too well. So I think he's going to be open to maybe doing some more college stuff, whether it's RPO heavy offense or doing some more spread-type formations. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a, that's a great question because, you know, it's been over a decade here in Kentucky – um, has had offensive issues, and so why do they keep having offensive issues? They've had, we all know, they've had a ton of coordinators, and it's all been about the same. The highs were the highs with Cohen, um, but they've had issues moving the football and scoring points. So the Stoops maybe have to look in the mirror and want to and try to change some things, try to be more flexible. Um, that's not something we're really ever going to know. That's going to have to be a decision he makes. But I definitely think that's a fair criticism moving forward. All right. Thank you so much, Adam Luckett. Appreciate it as always. Uh, if anything changes, uh, we'll, 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 we'll keep your name on in the Rolodex. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. All right, you too. Great stuff there from Adam Luckett. Hello, Max Godby. I, the, the, my favorite thing is during that interview when he said the name Joe Moorhead, you and I made the same face at each other. Utter cringe. Ugh, Joe Moorhead. Basically, Ugh. all the OCs he said, it was just like, really? <laughs> <laughs> right. Those right. are the names? <laughs> right, right. I just Look, I... I, I what your reaction, obviously, because you've you've had this before, you know, where your offensive coordinator has changed, you know, in, in, in a season. And it just as as I was saying to to Adam, it's not a surprise because he was letting everybody know by linking his name to every single job he could link his name to. Yep. But at the same time, you know, what what's that like? What's that like for a you know a Brock Vandergriff or, or or a Dean Key or 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 a Barry and Brown or whom you know all these other guys when it's like you know this is their, this is going to be their second they're going to be here three years this is going to be their third offensive coordinator for those two guys specifically. Yep as yeah that's nuts it's stupid that's what it is it's stupid yeah to be able to have that much turnover on the offensive side completely unnecessary and i mean props you won't go to the nfl that's fine you've right. got you've got some great film to show <laughs> will levis that's it one season one season <laughs> yeah great it, and, and more more of it is like how much did Will Levis and Wondell Robinson bail him out? Oh, yeah, just that, that just that dynamic, and you were playing with also probably the number three, number four best offensive line in the country 
that year also. Yeah. And an outstanding defense that had an unbelievable canny ability to be able to turn the ball over. And Chris Rodriguez. Exactly. Yeah, and Chris Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Golly, you could have put Eddie Grain in that offense. Still would have been good. Well, that's my point. That was my point yesterday with Phil's. Like, Eddie Grain won 10 games, too. Exactly. It's, it's not at like, this, you know, he was able point, to do that. At this point, give the reins to Eddie Grain for one year. Just let him do it for one year. <laughs> Just, could it be any? I mean, and I'm not, I'm not a huge Eddie Grain fan, but it's like, could it be any worse? Than what it, it was? Be, is it going to be any worse than Cohen and Scangarella at this point? Yeah, but it's just—it's like okay, I get it. It's like every NFL coach is the exact same deep down. Once they get a taste of the NFL lifestyle, they always want to go back to it, mm-hmm. and they want to just keep getting fired from job to job and job and become an ad, just basically a, a shell of their former self of what they <laughs> used to be by going after every single NFL job just so they get fired again again and again by all means if that's the lifestyle he wants to live then by all means but, <laughs> right like Dan Quinn just got rehired as the head coach for the commanders like I don't I don't think Dan Quinn's gonna last long exactly, as, as and, a Washington commanders coach like he's gonna be back as a coordinator and then do this dance all over again exactly and I don't understand why the NFL does it this way anyway but <laughs> they regurgitate coaches a lot but exactly, you know they like their own ranks they like you know like, exactly yeah yeah which exactly. I, I get yeah and i mean i don't care that he left like you get an opportunity to get your money get your money like mm-hmm. that aspect i don't care that was it's, a lie <laughs> i've had several coaches leave in, in my time i've had several coaches leave it's never any hard feelings what got me what got me was basically kentucky petrinoed on this yeah. Dude, dude that left him. Dude <laughs> yeah. that left him yeah. to go back to the place he had just left. <laughs> right. And then left to come back. And then just the whole thing of like, want to set roots here. Like, my wife loved Lexington. We right. want to raise our child here. Yeah. yeah bleh, all that. Setting roots. Yeah. Setting roots, Cohen. <laughs> it was just, to me, was like, if you know you're not going to be that type of guy. If you know that you're not going to be that type of guy, then don't betray yourself as that type of guy out into the media. Right. That's where I had the issue. Because, again, at that point, it's pan- pandering and it's condescending. And it's condescending to former players. It's condescending to this fan base Yeah, to be like that. Is it because of Stoops and his control of the offense? I don't know. But one thing you have full control over is what you say to the media. You could coach talk every way, shape, or form. Stoops was literally confronted about Texas A&M and he goes well, I'm not going to talk about that right now it's like yeah, yeah, he, he, I'm going to celebrate this win yes. that's that was <laughs> that's what he said yeah when someone goes how does it feel to be back you don't have to do a sales pitch like it's Kentucky.com it's say, come visit Kentucky it's the greatest place ever <laughs> right yeah Lexington's great have you ever been to LA have you seen the castle yeah <laughs> Lexington's so much better than LA yeah. that's, that's exactly what my wife told me I yeah. love this place love it absolutely love it I'd rather be here no one's telling you you have to do that no one said you have to yeah you know that's a great point by you no one asked you like hey to say my wife likes Lexington better than she liked LA that's that's, that's a, well, the L.A. election area, maybe that's that's, that's what she loves. But it, it is it, it like I'm with you. I, if he wants to be in the NFL, he wants to be in the NFL. But my and I asked Adam this, and I wanted to know what you think of it too. 
how much is it he just didn't want to be at UK? And how much is it the, the, like the, the NFL bug? Because there is something to what you say. Like they, they, they coach the NFL for a while. They want to get back. Same thing with coaches of basketball and the NBA. They get bit like Billy Donovan will never come back to college because he was an NBA coach. He's like, why well, don't I want to deal with that? Exactly. I can just be in the NBA and I'll, I'll be, you know, whatever I want to do there. I'm not coming back to college. But Liam Cohen came back to college. And it's just, it's odd because he came back to college because I don't think anyone else in the NFL at that time wanted to sit, wanted him. Exactly. And he was terrible with the Rams. They won three. They won three games. <laughs> to his credit, though, he wasn't making the calls. It was Sean McVay, exactly. Yes, it was it, Sean McVay, and that and that's a heck of a sales pitch at that point. And it's the like, Rams were back it, in the playoffs this season. And, <laughs> and the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers go. So you know, what about your play calling experience? Well, Sean wouldn't let me call plays, but if I would have called them. They would have been a lot better. Hey, Mark Stoops didn't let me call plays either, but if I wasn't able to call call plays in Kentucky, they'd be a lot better too. Is there a connection with Baker Mayfield? Yeah, sorry yes. if I missed it. Yeah, yeah. no, the, yeah, the, he he coached the, Baker for, for like two games. That's what I meant. That, that, that yeah, with the for two games, and they that's where he was wanting to set roots as whatever team Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, was with. Baker Mayfield was so impressed by Liam Coney. You have to bring him here to Tampa Bay, please. The two the two I'm games he coached you. me. Please let him come back and let him coach me again. It was better than Lincoln Riley. It's better than the Browns organization. <laughs> right. better. He's better than Sean McVay himself. This is what I, this is what I want. Better Not than I walk from the Bucks. <laughs> if you don't, don't get break. Liam setting roots towing <laughs> in this facility ASAP. I'm a free agent anyway. I'm coming a free agent in March. You don't get Liam Cohen here. I'm gone. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to the Saints. I'm going to the Falcons. I'll go to another NFC South team. I'm out of here. I'm going to tell you right now, wherever Liam Cohen goes, that's where you'll find Baker Mayfield, baby. Let's go. But yeah, it's 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 absolutely absolutely ridiculous. All right, let's read some uh let's read some text here. Here and then get to a break and then uh, basketball. I mean, it's Kentucky has a huge game tomorrow. <laughs> I know you it's want just, to do all this football. Week, <laughs> this, this week, no, just oh, Kentucky, oh, Kentucky basketball. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Kentucky basketball this week. And there's more bad news. So, yeah, we'll get to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. What a fun day. That's why I said Anarchy UK on the tweet yeah. for the show. It, it's Anarchy right now. That's uh, why he's wearing red and black, Max. It's same. I wore my red and black. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. my gosh. What the hell's going on? James Black, it's you. You're the one Right, right. I'm blaming you. You're you're rubbing off on me. Save that, Sofro. Texter, what if Cohen got a look at Brock up close and said, oh, bleep. I, look, I don't know. I'm not believing anything about Brock Vandergrift. I'll see him throw a football in a college game. Because I heard the same stuff about I, Liam Co- or, or Devin Leary. I think the texter saying that he saw one look at Brock and was like, yeah, no, I'm yeah, out. no, I'm good. I, look, look, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I have no look. I'm not going to have an opinion on Brock Vandergriff. I got burnt with Devin Leary. I don't have. I've never seen Brock Vandergriff play except for garbage time uh, when Kentucky played at Georgia and he scored a touchdown. And, and Kentucky was like the path of least resistance at that point of the game. Like I have no opinion on him at all. At all. Show me. Yeah, show me. That is the motto. When it comes to Kentucky football, the motto of this show is show me. Uh, Texture, how many years in a row has Stoops made the wrong offensive coordinator hire? Been a hell of a lot. I don't know if it's the wrong offensive coordinator or they just can't get the right fit. Like, like they can't get along with Stoops. And I, Look, Adam Luckett was very honest with that. It's like, yeah, there should be a serious conversation. If I'm sitting down and I'm yeah. offensive coordinator and Mark Stoops' interview was like, okay, bro, how much are you going to let me do my job? Are the rumors true about you? I, I mean, I'll tell you this. I think the best OC that he had is it's still Neil Brown. I genuinely think it's Neil Brown. What that, was that? It, it, look, I, 
I don't know how much you can say or how much you want to say. What was that like between Stoops and Neil Brown? Because I, I don't I know he took the Troy job as a head coaching job and it parlayed him into a West Virginia job. He saved his job last season. He did a yeah. hell of a job uh last year with West Virginia. I mean it looked like he was gonna get his butt kicked out of Morgantown. Uh, what was there anything like that? Did you see anything like that? Not really. Um honestly it is going to be bad to say, but usually I was just so like gassed, like at timeouts, <laughs> I really wasn't paying attention. Right. I just I would always remember because Neil always. I, I love Neil Brown. Like, dude is like you were definitely a taker. Then yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were you're not a giver. Kenny Payne wants givers. Mark Stoops wants. I mean, wants, wants givers, not takers. I had. Um, <laughs> it was always hilarious watch uh, watching him because again, this was before. Uh, this was before his goatee that he uh, grew to make him look five years older because <laughs> yeah. he looked 17 he did he looked super and, young yeah and so he would have he had that visor he had like three pins stuck in the visor and he had his call sheet and we'd always start each play with the term red which meant it was a fast snap it was going to be a guy in motion to set tempo yeah that's that was neil brown's things i want to go fast i want to go fast he yeah. was ricky bobby through and through and every single time we'd be in there he would go always start i was all right guys hey hey listen listen red 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 hey hey shut up red 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 <laughs> that's the only thing i remember in the transaction the huddle because all the offensive linemen they would always be like Wait, are we going red again? <laughs> like we got to go again. We got to hustle out there again. again. All right, thanks, thanks, coach. Really appreciate you looking out for us. Uh, but I, go ahead. I think a lot of that was behind closed doors. If any of it was occurred, it was behind closed doors. But also, Neil Brown was a very ambitious coach. He wanted to be a head coach. Okay, and I think that was once a job because that's what he even told us. He said, "Hey, there's only at that time 121 of those jobs. Right, one opens." You take it, yeah. No, and I understand that. I do. I just I didn't know if there were any behind the scenes conversations between uh, he and Stoops. Texter, how well does that Wiener treatment work? <laughs> Texter, <laughs> shot in Freud. I hope Cohen is a bust and he has to go back to Maine or wherever he coached prior. BB in Blue Mist. Texter, is all this really uh, is all is in all reality? This could be a blessing for Stoops and Lil Blue. You people have shamed yourselves <laughs> pining after bum Liam. He is a bum coach who understands he still has some McVeigh glitter on him. You might get an unknown guy who can grow into that position, uh, gain his own offensive identity if Stoops lets him. That's the talks. That's the that's the million dollar question if Stoops hey, lets him. Hey, and he's one hundred percent right. And we need to acknowledge that. Yeah, Kentucky fans and this Kentucky staff got bamboozled. Yes. Completely bamboozled. We were sold a bill of goods <laughs> of what we thought we were getting this year. The offense was no better with uh, with Cohen as it was with Scangarello. No, it wasn't. And then he left. Absolutely. To where we couldn't get another one. When you I talk about hoodwinked, bamboozled, duped, and the words of SpongeBob and, and Mr. Krabs, Speckledorf, all of it. All of it happened. Dave, you had a sound. What was it? I trust Liam Cohen with my life. Oh, oh Anna. Anna. She's going to catch so much hell on Tuesday, Max. It's going to be bad. Now, I want to ask you one question, James, because the texter was coming at me earlier, and I don't remember this at all. He said that, and, and I don't remember doing radio with Mike Gandolfo, except for, uh, I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah, but he said that Derby. Like Derby, yeah. He said that Mike Gandolfo and I were on here uh, like just telling everybody that Mark Stoops came back to Kentucky because he loved Kentucky. Did I ever in a segment 
ever say that. No, I would have. I don't remember that. It's possible, but I don't remember that. But you know, sometimes Mike can say that, and you can sound like you're agreeing when you're not. You know. But yeah, I, but I don't remember I, having that conversation with Mike. That. I'm not. Yeah, you would have marked it. Yeah, no, you. I think you, you would have marked it. Can you? Can yeah, you stop it? Can, can, you quit say, can you say it cleanly right now? Yeah. No, I'm not saying it. No, no, no. Because I don't believe I said it. Though that's true. You would have marked it. And again, I don't that remember he likes having the that. state or he likes the the university. And it, this would have been like. Because it wouldn't have been when he was the Texas A and M job stuff was going on with it. No, that's what I'm saying. Like it was, it was yeah. Because because after so after the Texas A and M stuff that Monday. That we, I don't we did, remember you at all. Yeah, yeah I, no, 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 no. Because I did the show with you yeah. that Monday. Justin, no, help us out. <laughs> yeah, Justin, help us out. Because I believe I was like, no, Mark Stoops wanted that job and he wanted to go. Yes, I think you were. I, you never said that Stoops wanted to stay. Like he chose to stay. Yeah, I didn't but, think that ever happened. If, if anything close to that, you said we don't know. Yeah, if there's anything I said, yeah, but I never said, oh yeah, he spurned Texas A&M to stay Kentucky. I ne- like I, yeah, I know for sure I never said that because I battled the other side of that. <laughs> right. And I was like, no, if this is what that story is, I don't believe it at all because because I, I remember talking about I believe what Drew Diener was saying that Mark Suits was saying his goodbyes. Right. I, I like and, and Diener talked about that, so he was he was he Maybe was around he people confused with someone else. Maybe he did. It, it wasn't it wasn't me. Uh, Texter uh, Rig also said UK was winning the East in 2021 but always forgets. I, I, I may have said that. I really may have said that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Uh, we'll talk UK basketball. What's going on with DJ Wagner? How many injuries really are there? David Cobb from CBS and 430 Talk College Basketball. Uh, that and more here on the roundtable. Hey, it's, it's it's warm outside. I'm wearing shorts and I feel good about it. It's nice and sunny. That's two days in a row. We get to see the sun around here in the Louisville area. But if it's still cold outside, you know it's going to happen. It's still February. The old man winter is going to get his cane. He's going to hobble back into our lives. If your heating goes wrong, your furnace goes down call the experts that i trust here at espn louisville that's bj heating and cooling your local factory authorized bryant dealer teamed up with bryant Douglas equipment and they'll do whatever it takes to make those rooms enjoyable again bryant mini splits are quiet efficient and avoid the insulation of bulky ductwork those mini splits are awesome for that one room you can't you know keep warm or keep cool give them a call today and schedule your free estimate get zero percent financing for three years with approved credit bj heating and cooling are locally and family owned celebrating 40 years of serving kentuckiana call the experts that you trust and i trust at bj heating and cooling bjheatcool.com <laughs> 